0: Welcome back, family, to another episode of Kingdom Combos. I'm Shannon White, your host, and I'm so excited to be with you for another week. So for those joining for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. For those who are returning, welcome back, y'all. I'm happy to have you all with me for another week. So this week we're going to be talking about doormats that's a big thing. Um, But before we get started, you know, I always like to pray and then do some housekeeping because I'm so excited about what God is getting ready to do. So let's pray and then jump in. So God, we thank you so much for another week. God, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for how much you love us. We thank you for being good. God, we trust you for everything that you have for us on this week, God. And we just pray that you would bless this podcast. Holy Spirit, take over. Do your thing. Bless everyone listening, God. And let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Bless everyone listening, God, and let this please you in Jesus' name. Thank you for clarity and wisdom. Amen. So, before we jump into what we're going to be talking about this week, which is about being a doormat, I'm so excited because God put this um, initiative on my heart, and it's called We Are Here. And basically what it is, uh, for those who don't know, I am the founder of Kingdom Convos, and you can always look up our website, org. And we're basically, it's a business, and I work with parents to develop their child's personal success plan, both naturally and spiritually, Um, developing honest conversations to really know what's going on in your child's life from ages three to ages 17, Um, boosting your child's confidence as they know God for themselves. You know, really knowing God's word for himself and enjoying the journey and then preparing your child to face ungodly influences like peer pressure, social media, um, ungodly adults and what they learn in school. So I work with parents basically to develop fun, easy, realistic strategies to incorporate into their schedule so that living for God and kingdom is beyond church and it's something that their kids own and it's something that the kid knows they have authority in. Um, it's not just some stories they hear about, but they know more than John 3.16 and they really are confident in who God made them to be. So through those strategies, whether it's a one-on-one session um, or whether it is a several week challenge that I have, I mean, if you're interested, you could always email me at kconvos at gmail.com. The goal is to get this next generation of believers up and ready to go. So, but this particular um, school year, God has really placed a burden on my heart, y'all. And I'm so excited to share with you. And I hope you will be willing to join in with me. Like I said, it's called We Are Here. And it's been ringing my spirit for a long time. But it's basically where we're going to take our posts as educators. So if you work in any school system from um, early childhood education, so a daycare, um, early childhood development center, whether you work in K through twelve education, whether you work in a college, whether you work as a custodian, whether you work as a transportation, you know, provider, whether you work in the cafeteria, whether you do the PTA, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, a godparent. I'm calling all kingdom believers who believe on Jesus and who knows that God has plans for this next generation to stand up with us. Once a month, we're going to pray. If you work in a school, we're going to pray in our schools. We're going to find a private place. We're not going to be haughty. We're going to find a private place, or just a classroom or an office with two or more fellow believers. And we're going to declare God's words over the environment, over our atmosphere. If you're a parent, you're going to pray once a month um, with uh, another parent or another grandparent to cover your community. And so we're going to do this starting September 9th. And so if you're interested in joining us and covering our communities and covering our schools so that God's um, glory and authority can shine through, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called We Declare War. Again, our Facebook group is We Declare War. Um, And you can always find me on Facebook, Shanna White, um, and look me up or email me if you're interested at kconbones with a V at gmail.com and join in, or spread the word, help us spread the word, because I believe God is going to do some great things in our kids and in our schools, you know, so join in, so I'm just excited about that, please spread the word, keep it going, because I just know that people need to see God, people need to see him be more than just a church God, you know, our kids need to see it for themselves, you know, so that's my housekeeping for the week, and I'm just so excited. As you can see, I'm just so hyped about it because I am just believing God to do miracles, you know, in schools and in our communities. Because it's time out for people not believing in our God and our kids not really seeing how amazing he is. So, on this week, we're going to be talking about being a doormat, though. So, let's switch gears. <laughs> um, And so, being a doormat, our society tells us, don't be a doormat. And I'm a counselor, so I am very, I'm a professional counselor, so I'm very good at boundaries. I'm very strict about keeping personal boundaries. And so when the Lord was unrolling this to me, it was like, oh, this is, ooh, this is not what they teach me in graduate school. But he really flicked it as far as being a doormat because it has such a negative connotation. And so... A lot of times we say, you know, I'll serve, but I'm not being anybody's doormat. And so I want to challenge you to think about your child, you know, when they go too far or your spouse or your boss or somebody you're in ministry with, um, a stranger who keeps asking you for money when you're at the gas station or when you're in your car, right? We don't want to be anybody's doormat, but the Lord was telling me that, um, there's so much more to it and so I just want to unfold that with you really quickly and so I want to explain the definitions of the doormat and then we'll go to the scripture about it so when we think about being a doormat a lot of times we're so worried about being a doormat and being walked over and our boundaries being um, our boundaries being um, infiltrated and our boundaries being that in you know invalidated by people that we miss being a conduit of God's grace and his glory. So a lot of times we get so worried about being a doormat or about being overused or about uh, people misusing our gifts and misusing our heart and misusing who we are that we miss being the conduit of God's grace and his glory because we're worried about us and our ego. You know, the Bible talks about how, I think it was Paul that said, you know, I make myself a no-reputation. Price it and make yourself a no reputation. So um, we can't either. And so a mat, if you look at what a doormat, the definition is a doormat is a piece of material used as a floor covering or in front of a door to wipe the shoes on on entering a building. A doormat is a piece of material used as a floor or seat covering or in front of a door to wipe shoes on on entering a building. So, I was like, that does not sound good, God. And what he was sharing with me is that service is messy. It's not clean. Service is uncomfortable. Um, When you're serving your kids, you know, and they're getting on your nerves, it can be messy. It's not always pretty and easy to be a parent. We all know this. If you have a parent, a child that is more than two days old, it can be messy. You know, from diapers to potty training to them learning their boundaries to them being autonomous, to them doing homework and having projects, to them learning honesty, to them learning about dating and sexuality, to them learning about who God is and uh, having peer pressures. Being a parent, service is messy. When you're married, it's not easy. It brings you to your knees. It's messy. When you have a hard boss or hard co service is messy. Because our flesh wants to be like, no, you can't treat me like this. I'm not taking this, you know. So it's messy. And the important part that God was really laying on my heart was that we are at the gate, we are at the door. But if every time somebody steps on you, you get offended because a doormat, remember, people people step on them. People step on it. They wipe their shoes before entering the building, before entering the door. So if every time somebody steps on you or rubs you. Um, and you push them off, you set them back. And the reason why this is important is because it says that doormats or what people use to wipe their shoes on for entering a building or a door. And to wipe means to clean something by rubbing its surface. Let's look at that. <laughs> Let's park it right there. So what this is saying is that when people are going to the door or getting to know wherever God's trying to take them, He uses us as a. Remember I said a doormat is a covering. He uses us as a covering in front of the door for them to wipe their shoes on. The word wipe means to clean by rubbing its surface. So when somebody rubs you the wrong way, when somebody does something that makes you feel some type of way, our job is to clean them. The Bible, the Bible talks about, I felt that, the Bible talks about how um, we are his ambassadors for Christ, you know, and it talks about how if we love his law, we are not easily offended. And the Bible also talks about how we can win others over without a word by our behavior. That's how our children are won over. That's how our spouses are won over, you know, so. A doormat is a piece of material used as a covering. So we cover those who rub us the wrong way. Those who rub our surface. Because we have a responsibility to help clean them up. And that can be by having good countenance. It can be by how we respond. Or it can be how we do not respond. Uh, It can be how we continue to be patient. How we continue to show God's love. How we continue to have joy. These are all ways that we can... To help clean those who are assigned to us because they rub against us. You know, back in the day, the shadows of the disciples healed people. So when somebody rubs against you, something should happen. We shouldn't get dirty and go to their level. We should make them boss up and get to our level. So we are doormats. Get over it. I just want to break that little bubble for you. Right? We are doormats. And maybe if we see this as a ministry, we will start to respond differently to our kids, to our spouses, to our co-workers, to those around us, to those even we're in ministry with. So we are the material used as a covering in front of a door. And in John 10 and 9, Jesus says that, right? He says, I am the door by me if any man enter and he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So we are the conduits for people to get to Christ. We are the people who God has set in place. And the word material used um, so we are the material used as a covering for people to wipe or get clean by rubbing against us in front of Jesus because he is the door. So I want to we talked about a couple of definitions. I want to break all put all of them together. We are the doormats for God. Jesus says in John 10 and 9, He is the door. So when you think about a doormat, people come to get to the door. The doormat is what they rub against before they enter in. And so we are the material used as the covering, whether it's we cover them in prayer, whether it's we're showing them a different way for people to wipe or get clean by rubbing against us, interacting with us. Sometimes they're rubbing us the wrong way, just being in connection with us to get them to Christ. Consider this. When you respond to people, does your response, whether it's to your kids, whether it's to an adult, does your response make them want to get to Christ? Does your response as a doormat make them want to get closer to the door or do you push them away from the door and that's really something that the Lord was really working with me about for as my kids were getting older and even in a season at my job as a school counselor you know just really thinking about how my response can get them closer to Christ it's necessary it's not about me and so I love how the scripture also says in Psalm 84 and 10 for a day in your courts is better Than a thousand, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. So, at the end of the day, yes, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. And so, the word door, of course, we we know we're thinking about Jesus being that door. And when you meet Jesus, and when you touch Him, when you get in connection with Him, amazing things happen. But there's so many people who have been turned off from Christ because of the doormats, because we were so offended. Our kids, they see us in church one way and then we act differently at home. You know, our spouses see us at church one way, we put on face, but we're really not the same way at home. You know, our our jobs, they see our Jesus Bible or our our calendar, but our responses are still gossipy or it's still, you know, complaining. You know, so how are we doing as a doorkeeper? How are we doing it? Helping people get clean. And we know God doesn't want people to be perfect. That's not what he's asked for because we're not perfect, right? Thank you for Jesus and the blood. But we have a responsibility to not be so offended. We have a responsibility to help that when people touch you, that they touch Christ. When people touch you, that Christ, you are the, and the Bible talks about us being the aroma of the knowledge of who God is. You know, so when they touch you, when somebody connects with you, whether it's negative or good, you are the doormat. You are the one that's right before they get to Christ. You are the introductory factor to where they're going. And so if it's not a fragrant aroma of who Christ is, something ain't right, we got to shift some things. We got to shake some things off. And so we're just vessels, right? We're vessels that God loves. We're vessels that Jesus died on the cross for so that the enemy couldn't prevail against us where are was put in our workplaces, where dust was put in our homes and our families for God to use to show the light and the love of Christ because we have received it, you know? And so a lot of people ask, well, what if people abuse me as a doormat? It doesn't matter. It's not about you. What if Jesus felt like that when he came down? What if they're going to abuse me, Heavenly Father? Like, I don't want to go down there. It doesn't matter because there is a greater plan, and if you think about it, there's a history of people who people thought they could misuse, but they were really God's doormat or his vessels. So in the history of God, in the Bible, he shows us that you can't touch my anointed, right? Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When people started to mess with God's kids, he stood up, and so you don't have to be afraid, you know, because the reality is that if God is for us, Can be against us, so go ahead and try to walk on me. Because if you walk close enough, if you rub me enough, if you keep trying to talk about me and do something, something is gonna happen. You know, if you get close enough, my shadow might heal you. You know, if you get close enough, you might start prophesying, like Saul did. If you get close enough, some chains might fall off of you. We happen to be in the same prison, the same um, tight space. Because what's gonna happen is. If you keep rubbing against me and you're hurting me and you're causing some disruption for me, I'm going to go to my heavenly daddy if I feel some friction, if, if I feel like it's too much. And you don't want no smoke with my daddy because he owns the whole world. There's nothing impossible for him, so... There, if there is no change, he's going to have to stand up on my behalf so I don't have to worry about people abusing me because greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. And I'm not intimidated by my reputation being tarnished because I'm trying to get people to the door. I'm trying to get my son and my daughter to the door. I'm trying to get my wife and my husband to the door. I need my parents to get to the door. I got my nieces and my nephews that I got to get to the door. But if I'm so easily offended and if I'm so sensitive and if I'm so easily hurt. And if I'm so easily distracted or irritated or angered or so gossipy or so complaining, I'm going to push them off of me and away from Christ. And I can't afford it because the the enemy is walking about seeing who, who he can devour. And so when God hears me, if people try to misuse me, he does great and mighty things. History says that he he parts Red Seas for his doormats. History says that he sends plagues for his doormats. He gives nations in exchange for his doormats. Kingdoms get destroyed for his doormats. And so the Bible says in Isaiah 58 that when I call his doormat, when I his vessel, when I his child, when I call because I need help, he says, here am I. That's a beautiful thing. So even though the word doormat has such a negative connotation, I want you to understand that the doormat is connected to the door. And so even though you may fear somebody misusing you, understand that you are right at the door and he's not going to let anybody just do whatever they want to do to his kid. But we need to be willing to be humble. And so I've got to be willing to get so low in humility that it affords someone to walk into the presence of God. Not because of my feelings, not because of my emotions. I'm not driven by that anymore. I've matured. I've grown up for that. When I was a child, I thought like a child, but now I'm growing up in Christ, and so I'm off of the breast milk in Christ. I want to some meteor things, and so after I got to get so low in humility that my pride and my ego, my agenda, my expectations don't have the ability to get that low. So. I have to walk in obedience and humility. And so because I get that low, those things, my pride and my ego, my agenda, my expectations, they got to go. Because they're not willing to get as low as I'm willing to get in humility for Christ. I've got to become a doormat. I've got to become willing to remove my emotions to be obedient if it means that Christ is lifted up. So I just want to say, can you be a doormat for your kids? Can you be a doormat for your husband, for your wife? Can you be a doormat for that mean boss, for that mean ministry leader? Can you be a doormat for that person that keeps rubbing you the wrong way in your family? Can you be a doormat for Christ? Now, I want to say this, that you are not assigned to everyone as a doormat. And that's why we have to be prayerful and ask for a spirit of discernment, because some people will rub you and you aren't assigned to them. So all you're doing is taking on unnecessary dirt. But if when I go to the father, he says, serve, or he says, go, I've got to trust him enough to know that this is right. And he's going to make all of this work together for my good, for our good. He's going to make it work together for our good because we are a body. We've got to lose the me mentality. And that's what hinders us from growing the body of Christ so quickly. So, yes, let's talk about some of the assignments for Jesus Peter, he rebuked Jesus when he was saying he was going to die. He was like, no, you're not. Mm-mm. He had to rebuke him. He was in that Judas, walking with Jesus, betraying him, but still walking with him. Jesus was still a doormat. He was still allowing him to rub him the wrong way because he knew that there was still a better way. If Judas chose to repent for his sins, which he didn't, unfortunately. Right? Or so we don't know, but we don't think so. Joseph, when his brothers sold him into slavery and he became um, part of the Pharaoh's big dogs, you know, and his brothers came hungry. He had to get low. He could have been probably like, mm-hmm, I told you I was going to be up here. Y'all going to be bound to me. Joseph had some people that he was assigned to as a doormat. Noah, everybody really ridiculing him. He, those were his assignments as a doormat to show them. God's way there is a different way if you would just take it Moses but the children of Israel they complained so much they made him so mad so irritated but that was his assignment meant for his doormat situation so Matthew 10 and 14 though says if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words leave that home or town and shake the dust off of your feet I bring that up to say that if God has not assigned you to something or if the assignment has expired, that's how we have to be in prayer. Because sometimes we stay at something too long and the assignment is over. So I really want to encourage you that as a doormat, you're not assigned to everybody. As a counselor, we know in the school counseling profession, we can't save everybody. I, have, I, have, I used to have 1,400 kids in my school with five counselors. We can't touch every single person. That's not what we're assigned to. Everybody has a particular caseload. And just like us as the body, we work together, but we're not assigned to everybody. So ask God who you're assigned to to get them to the door. Because it's not that you're helpless. And that's what we fear is that somebody's going to mistreat us. You're not helpless. It's that you're vulnerable. And you trust God enough to be vulnerable with your emotions. You trust God enough to be vulnerable with with your feelings, you trust God enough to be vulnerable with how uh, people deal with their stress and how people deal with their anxiety, that you still follow God's obedience, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's frustrating. Helpless means there's no help. But the Lord is our rock. God is our refuge. And so our help comes from the Lord. So I just wanted to encourage you on this week to be a doormat. Be the vessel that when people rub against You clean them up. You make them glow up. You put them on a glow up because you're getting them to Christ. You're trying to show them to the door. And so ask God who you're assigned to in this season. How can you be a doormat for your kids? How can you be a vessel that cleans up your, your family members and your coworkers? What can you do that will bring people closer to Christ? How can you live? What can you say that will make people want to wipe off? some of the filth from this world to get closer to God. So I just want to encourage you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That scripture really stood out for me when I was um, studying this. If you don't know what it is, it's Ephesians 6 and 10. Don't do this in your own power. We have to have the power of Christ because we are people too. And we're following Christ. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right. So I believe in you guys. As always, I want to hear how great you're doing as being a doormat. And I just believe God to do great things. All right. So be a doormat. Be someone who when people connect with you and they, and they um, rub against you. They see Christ. They don't see the world. They see a difference because of who lives within us. All right. So have a great week. Be strong. Bring somebody to Christ this week, whether it's your kids, your family members, a stranger. Help somebody along the way. That's what we're here for. I love y'all and we'll talk soon. Have a great week.